listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It's day two here at the NASP 2022 event here in Orlando. I'm telling you what, this conference, it's just good to be back with specialty pharmacists, people in the business of specialty pharmacy. I want to give a shout out to Sheila Arquette and your team on day two. How um, great of an event this has been. Thank you so much. Thank you to Spencer Health for uh, being a sponsor of our show, as well as OmniCell for being uh, part of the NASP. Shout out to Keycentrix and all the help that you've done. Um, as well as um, all of our, our clients, uh, can't forget SureScripts. You are leading the way in uh, many aspects of data management and how that impacts patient care. I want to give a final and the biggest shout out to our specialty pharmacists. You are our champions. You are our heroes. I hope you enjoy part two of the NASP 2022 annual event. at NASP. We're wrapping up the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy Conference. It was amazing to be back and see people I haven't seen in a while since the incredible um, amount of focus that we've spent on the pandemic and where we are today with conferences. I'm here with Dr. Cecilia Byers, um, who's with SureScripts. Cecilia, it's great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks, Todd. It's always fun to be here and talking with you. What about specialty pharmacy? So I understand at a wide swath of what SureScripts is building out. Amazing network. Um, we were talking about you yesterday with Luis Rodriguez and just data housing and data usage. But let's dig down into specialty specifically. Why is uh, SureScripts invested in specialty pharmacy? You know, specialty is growing. I mean, and it continues to grow, right? We see these, val- these numbers out there for dollars. We see small portion of scripts, big revenue that's out there, you know, the spend that's happening on them. But ultimately, at the end of the day, because it's that small volume, there's there's still needs out there, right? It's not retail where 95% of the scripts are going out there. We, we have a really good idea of what those needs are. In specialty, we, we still have a good idea of what those needs are. It's just making sure that what the solutions we have can meet those needs. So when I think of specific disease states that need workflow for the first dose, for follow-up, for adherence, I do think of the data that the pharmacist is relying on. Would you give us kind of an example of a specific condition and what SureScripts has done to empower our specialty pharmacists? Yeah, you know, what's really interesting is that our products that we have are disease state agnostic. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what that disease state is because really the data that we are working on getting for those pharmacies really is an open book um, to be able to get to that information, leveraging interoperability frameworks that exist out there to be able to allow those pharmacists to query, to search for that patient and identify those clinical pieces of information that they need. So it's not tied to one disease state or another. It's really, you know, again, that open book of information where the pharmacists, the technicians that are needing that information to really start that patient on therapy there for them. So I think of the terabits, thousands, millions, I'm not sure what the number would be of data that SureScripts touches, helps to create, helps to manage and use to better care for patient decision making for our 
our um, community, our specialty, our long-term care pharmacist. Talk to me about the evolution of that data to be predictive and also setting stages for reactions to workflows to help um, our specialty pharmacists be able to dig down more into the patient's specific case. Absolutely. You mentioned just the, the pure amount of data that's out there. And, it, and in our case, it originates at the EHR. One of the things that I learned very early on in my time at SureScripts, and I've been there almost three years now, having come from specialty pharmacy, you know, I think the data is the same, right? No matter where you're looking, no matter where it's coming from, it should all be the same. Well, it's not the case. Um, the data that's coming from EHRs is going to be formed differently. What's in it is going to be a little bit different. And really how they're transmitting it is different. So the work that we do is really to create a more consistent experience with that data for our pharmacy partners. Um, for them to be able to, you know, examine that data, to be able to find that data point that they're looking for. Um, we've, we've, we're never in a position where we're not going to give them something if we get it, yep. right? It's always, you know, if we have it, we're going to be able to show it to you. You're going to be able to use that if you need it. Um, one of the biggest areas that we have, and, you know, we have a very manual gateway, right, where somebody can go in, type in the information, and identify that information. But we've also started working and kind of automating some of that. You know, we receive a request from a pharmacy. They're looking for a piece of information. We're able to identify where that information is and be able to send that back automatically. So that information, you know, for that pharmacist to make those decisions on weight-based dosing, for example, that weight is in their workflow, in their system. When they need it, they don't have to call the doctor to try to get that, especially when they're at that point for a clinical follow-up to ensure that the dose is correct. I mean, I talk about this, I've seen, you know, and I've heard examples from our customers. It gives me goosebumps to know the impact that we're able to make for patients across the United States. So, all right. So in wrapping up, um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to SureScripts. You've been an amazing partner for the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You've developed some really amazing content for us and our listeners. You also have a new podcast out yourselves that we're excited about. I'm going to shift gears and throw you a a curveball. I want to know what you're watching right now. Like, are you a binge watcher of any Netflix or Hulu or anything? Like, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, man. You know, I've been at this conference now for, I think, four days. I got here Sunday. It's <laughs> Thursday. I was traveling last week. So I've actually been watching Shark Tank oh. because it seems to be what's on all the time <laughs> on, like, CNBC. So... You know, it, that's just one of the things I've been watching. Um, when I'm at home, I have three kids, so I don't get to watch a whole lot of TV. Uh, we do watch a lot of soccer, though, because my son does play soccer. That's excellent. Well, we appreciate you being part of the post show and excited about what's coming. And um, I want to do more uh, podcasts with you, Cecilia, so I appreciate you. Well, and I think we have one coming up. Yes, next month. So yes. we'll be fun to do that one. And That's Todd, right. it is always so much fun to talk to you. I love your passion for pharmacy and everything that you're doing here. So thank you for what you do for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Cecilia. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Cecilia Byers with Shorescripts. Up next is Janet Kennedy from Spencer Health Solutions. Technology and specialty pharmacy is hand in hand. More important than ever is the right technology for the right setting for patients that sometimes can't leave their homes. I'm here with Janet Kennedy. She's been a friend of mine, an industry colleague for years. She's part of a team called Spencer Health. If you haven't seen or heard of Spencer Health, Spencer Health Solutions, I want you to look that up right now. Go to Google, put in Spencer Health Solutions. 
Janet, welcome to the NASP Post Show. It's great to have you here. You know, it's very exciting to be at this event. We had intended to come last year, and at the last minute, COVID spoke up, and they had to delay for a year. So this is actually our first event, uh, first time attending NASP, and we came as an exhibitor, and it's been an incredibly valuable four days. Yes, I want our listeners to hear from you just an overview of Spencer's mission, Spencer Health Solutions' mission, and how it ties into specialty medication adherence. Well, you know, we can't do what we do without specialty pharmacies. Who we serve with our in-home medication management smart hub are patients that have chronic conditions or are at-risk patients and they need support. And it isn't just getting a pill bottle in their hands, it's getting something in their home that helps them really focus and become good habit-forming patients. And Spencer does that for them. Uh, For folks who aren't familiar to help you visualize, our device is using uh, pouch packaging technology and that's where the pharmacy partnership comes in. And then we've built the device that that box of meds that are pouched in a roll, we built the device that the box goes into. So now this uh, at-home device tells people when it's time to take the meds. Oh, did they take it on time? It also asks engagement questions. So we're gathering ePro and all kinds of really valuable quality of life information. We also have the ability to do telehealth calls. So the pharmacist or the healthcare provider can actually interact with the patient. And I think one of the neat things about Spencer is it operates off a cell chip. So if you're in an underserved market, a rural market, you've got a patient that really doesn't have even the ability to have Wi-Fi because they're in financial uh, distress, Mm -hmm. Spencer can still work for them. And and I think that's really important. So I think of the stress that patients are under when they're dealing with such a serious disease or condition. And the reminder and technology that could be provided to them it's just invaluable. And, and the data that's being collected. What is the message to specialty pharmacies that are listening in to the, to the NASP um, the post show um, to, to qualify? Is this device right for my patient situation? And how do they tie it into their, their own messaging, their own communications to physicians and to uh, payers? Well, so Spencer's been in homes for over four years. So we are uh, proven technology and we have the data to, to back that up, number one. So you're not testing anything. You are taking a, a validated working uh, experience device into a patient's home. Number two is, uh, while if you had pouch packaging uh, capability, that's great, but it is not a deal breaker mm-hmm. because we do have central fill partnerships so that we can Uh, provide that for your patients. Where we are now is we're focusing on relationships with um, specialty pharmacies that deal with uh, at-risk or specialty populations. Uh, Ultimately, I think everybody should have a Spencer in their home, and and that's my hope for the future. Yeah. Well, Janet, we appreciate you being part of this post-show. We are also very appreciative of your partnership with the Pharmacy Podcast Network and getting the messaging out And we're looking forward to some upcoming um, projects with you as well. Oh, we have a whole list of things we'd like to talk about. So we look forward to the future podcast episodes as well. (laughs) Thank you, Janet.
are wrapping up the NASP 2022 annual event, and I have to have the one and only Sheila Arquette here to help us uh, close this amazing event. Sheila, thank you so much for inviting the Pharmacy Podcast Network to be part of this. This has been wonderful to be back. I have missed so many of our uh, innovative, uh, especially pharmacists that have been here and people that are really pushing the business of specialty pharmacy forward. NASP, you're at the heart of this. Thank you so much, Sheila, for what you do for our industry. Oh my gosh, Todd. Well, thank you so much for what you do, right? And amplifying our voice and being such a strong partner with NASP since I came on board five and a half years ago. I really appreciate that. So when you look at where specialty pharmacy was five and a half years ago, it's in an accelerated state of change and transformation. We see our pharmacists are becoming more empowered by technology. We see how workflow is being designed on purpose for specific disease states that are more sensitive to prior authorization obstacles and getting patient care done. NASP is the, the coupling of all of that together. What do you want to say to our listeners today about the future of NASP? And by the way, if you don't know, the new logo to me screams insight. It has this insight flair of this new logo. If you haven't seen the new logo, just go to naspnet.org and you'll find it there. And we'll have it in the show notes. So tell us about NASP today and where we're going as, an, as a specialty pharmacy industry. Sure. So as our membership continues to grow, Todd, it's, it's imperative, right, that we stay in constant communication with them so that we can try as best we can to anticipate what they need, right? That's always my goal, to meet their needs, exceed their expectations. And it's only through that feedback, right, that we're going to be able to do that. And things are changing, like you said, so rapidly. And But we continue to remain focused on education and certification, obviously advocating on behalf of this incredible industry, and then bringing everybody together at this show so that in person, we can share best practices, we can learn from each other, we can foster those new connections and partnerships that are needed as the industry continues to evolve. So the NASP University is um, special. It's a collective of some of the most intelligent people in our industry. Talk to us about what NASP is doing with the education that you're bringing to the table for our specialty pharmacists. Sure. So we're, you know, we're, we're trying to keep ahead of all of the educational requirements of our members. We're hearing now that PBMs are requiring different types of education to, to remain you know, as, as a participating network provider, and that has to be refreshed annually. We're looking at the industry as it continues to change. We're also looking at developing educational programs for other members of NESP, right? Our clinical nurses who are so very important, our pharmacy technicians, backbone of yep. any pharmacy. I'll say, it, yep. I'll say it day in, day again. But then also, what about the education for non-clinicians? Right, we have so many executives uh, working in specialty pharmacy who may not be, you know, cl clinicians, but they still want to understand. They still want to be able to have the, you know, talk the talk with their customers. So, how do we develop that? How do we look to accreditors? What are you requiring? Making sure that we have that. What about diversity inclusion and, you know, some of the, the social issues that we need to be educated yep. about? Um, so, we're just looking to invest in that, and then also understanding from our members how do they want to learn. Right? Yes. Not everybody is interested in, in you know, didactic type learning. You and I have talked about the ability of how do we offer continuing education through a podcast. Exactly. Right? Capitalizing on that, that time. Yeah, this is car. a hint for our listeners, by the way, <laughs> what's coming. Right, right. And just, you know, I've, I'm also bringing on board a little bit of a sneak peek at the end of this month, a, a director of education. Excellent. Who is just going to focus on, you know, meeting our, our members' educational needs and all of them. All right. And then we shift gears to another portion of the benefit and the charge 
the leading charge of the NASP, and that is advocacy and grassroots efforts and policy creation from the state level, the national level. Give us a little, um, you know, update on advocacy. Sure. So when I started, you know, five and a half years ago, we were very, very focused on advocating at the federal level. And we had so many, you know, challenges um, from the start because people didn't know about specialty pharmacy, right? right? Our elected officials had no idea what is specialty pharmacy, you know, why should I care? I have yep. so many other issues. So I think, you know, my, my lobbyists, you know, my government relations team has done a stellar job of not only... Um, getting them to understand what it is and why they should care, but then also having NASP be regarded as um, a valuable partner, right? And, and a, a partner is going to drive change in the pharmacy community with the other associations. Last couple of years, probably 18 months or so, 12 to 18 months, we've seen so much activity at the state level, right? So we've kind of had to pivot some of our attention to, okay, now we've got to keep, keep a handle on what's happening at the state level because oftentimes that bubbles up to federal as yep. well. So we're, you know, in... We're asking our members, because again, we have such a small team, to bring those issues to us, right? If you're if you're in a state, kind of if you see something, say something, we need to know, yep. right? So that we can then um, turn our attention and advocate and see, you know, what type of effect could this have? Is it just one state? Is it going to be a geographical reason? It's going to go across the entire country. So this is a historical time for the NASP. This is your 10th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy birthday to NASP. And then also... We see differences um, in community, um, specialty, long-term care, uh, mixtures of pharmacy. You've done a tremendous job working with the other associations and saying to them, hey, if you need additional expertise or additional guidance in something in a rare disease state, we're here for you. Talk to us about how you've really done an amazing job as being that conduit of, of being, I'd like to say, together RX. Well, of course. And when I came into this role, I knew very little right, about running a trade association. And some of my colleagues were so gracious in helping me to understand. And so it was by understanding what their members were focused on in their associations that I could then come back and say, well, geez, how would that work for NASP? How does that work for specialty? How doesn't it? But I think, um, you know, pharmacy practice is so diverse. I'm a pharmacist. I think that, you know, we could all practice in any of these settings, but we choose to specialize in one. Doesn't mean that we couldn't. But, geez, how do we come together, like you said, collectively, we're together to best take care of patients regardless of where they get their prescriptions filled. Yep. Well, we're very proud of you. We're proud to be part of the NASP communications team. We're right here in the booth. This has been such an honor to be there. We can't wait to be part of the 2023. Give us a little snippet. Where's that going to be uh, next year? So we are, uh, we announced this year that we are taking the NASP meeting on the road. Historically, we've, we've hosted our conference in Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, our hotel was a casualty of the pandemic, and they closed. So it kind of forced me to step back and say, well, geez, what, what are we going to do next? And so it seemed like now was the time. And, and I've always believed that healthcare is regional. Mm -hmm. And so our members don't all live on the East Coast, right? right. So we want to crisscross the country and want to, we want to learn more about where our members live and work and play and get to know the patients and the communities that they serve. So we're happy that we are going to be um, hosting the 2023 event in Grapevine, Texas mm. at the Gaylord there. Everything's bigger and better in yeah, Texas. We love that place. Um, yes. And so we're, we're really excited and we want people. Um, I had the opportunity to learn a lot about Grapevine over the past like six to nine months. So I want people to come and explore and just see what that area of the country has to offer. And if you have family, by the way, if you have children, if you have um, whoever, Grapevine, Gaylord, is an amazing place. There's water slides, there's events. So if you want to make it a little mini vacation, definitely do so. Look it up at the NASP online. 
Sheila, thank you so much for letting us be part of this. And um, we can't wait to do more with the NASP in the future. Thank you so much, Todd, for your partnership. You are an invaluable member of our family. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the NASP 2022 Conference Post Show. Your inside look at the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy.